This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. It's really easy to use, you guys. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. We have a whole squad that can really hoop and get the job done. We got our way to win. It's simple, simple, simple for us. The first team ever in the 74-year history of the NBA to come back from being down 3-1 twice in the same playoffs. Nuggets down one into Murray. Here we go. Ten seconds. Murray to Jokic. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Chicken Nuggets Podcast on Denver Steph's Network. I'm your host, Jenna Garcia, and you can follow me and all of the work that I do at Vita Viva Diva on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, I'm here, well not here, with Riley, my co-host. Now we're in different places for the first time this season, so... What is up for real, Riley? Just back on the East Coast and uh, watching the Nuggets from afar, even though I was kind of doing that in Denver anyway. <laughs> right, because you can't watch them on TV in Denver anyway. Yeah. Basically the same thing, just two hours ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, and watching them much later, so you're probably more tired than ever recording tonight, huh? Yeah, but luckily, Denver just wanted to follow me because they'd miss me so much all the way to the East Coast. So it's not as bad as it normally is. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, you know, the snow came when you left. So I don't know. What and that was just so rude. Like, I feel like I told Denver how much I love their snow. And it. <laughs> It was the second driest season in the history of Denver. And then what does it do the day I leave? It snows. <laughs> yeah, Riley really I loved the snow. Benny loved the snow. And then no snow for like the last week you were here. Dude, it was so sad. And just and then I saw that it snowed and I was like, what the heck? <laughs> well. I guess um, maybe it was, you know, their tears. Tears. Denver was sad that you left, so it snowed a little bit. That's what I assumed it was, but. Yeah. 
Of course you did. <laughs> well, in today's episode, we're going to talk about a few different things. We ha- uh, have new COVID protocols, Riley. Um, the players are going to have to stay at home when they're in their home cities. They can't leave the hotel when they're on the road anymore. No more honeys in the hotel rooms. What do you think, Ryan? Is mm-hmm. it going to stop COVID? No, unfortunately, I think there's always loopholes. And I think at the end of the day, the players have the power to kind of do what they want. I think it was a good thing that they attempted to make it stricter, especially with so many of our cases rising and it becoming more of a problem. I mean, we saw just this past week in our games, we played a 76ers team with like seven or eight active guys. So it's definitely a problem. It's definitely affecting the NBA. So them locking down was necessary. I just, no honeys in the hotel. No, that's not going to (laughs) happen. No more honeys in the hotel rooms for players. Um, We know men, that's not happening. Yeah, it's, I mean, it sounds like the protocols are, are similar to what the bubble is, you know, if they were in their own respective bubbles at home. And so, Hopefully it does cut things down, but you know, it's really, obviously, this is what I thought of when I heard this news and cause it's really messing with the, with the betting lines, you know, like it's messing with, with my money. So when you only have seven guys on the Sixers and you're taking bets that you think you're playing Joel Embiid, it's totally different, you know? So it's definitely messing with uh, some of those games. I don't. I couldn't bet on the Nuggets Sixers game because um, Bet Rivers didn't have it up because there were only seven guys for the Sixers. I think there were too many changes and it was too close to the to the wire to even um, before game. You know when they decided to actually play the game, that it was so close to the wire that they didn't even let people bet on that game. That's wild. That was kind of like the game tonight with Miami. And the Sixers, between them, they had, like, over 12 guys out. And um, from Miami, they had, like, Drockage, Butler, Adibayo, all out. And um, at that point, it's like, why are they even playing this game? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't want to watch a bunch of, like, games like that. I either want them to get it under control so that the competition can be at its best, or I want them, like, to go back, you know, pause again and figure out a new solution because I don't like this whole like crappy Sixers team like I like watching the Sixers play the Nuggets that's one of the best matchups of the year Joel Embiid Ben Simmons I mean they Ben Simmons is you know a great defender it's a great game it's a great matchup between the two and always competitive always down to the wire Nicole hit a game winner against them last year which was awesome and we didn't get to see that this year. So if we're not going to see the best competition on the floor, I think they should just pause again. Time out, let's fix this, and then come back. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I just think that I feel like all the leagues, college pros, I feel like they've all kind of decided that they're going to just roll the punches and play the games no matter what. And I feel like they kind of all went that route. And I just, I can't see them going back. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a money grab. Like we just had the college football championship this week and it's, it's a, it's a bit of a money grab. It looked, it didn't look, look great to me, 
my opinion. But I mean, should we really be having flares out there when there's these risks? But you know, this is me and Riley's kind of tug of war in that topic. Uh, but let's move on to our next topic for the night for the pod. Um, rumor has it, rumor has it, Riley, that Jamal has a concussion. Some fans, some of our fans who are so deeply entrenched in Denver Nuggets fandom believe there's a conspiracy out there. And I mean, I know you follow the Reddit, so mm-hmm. there's some things out there, but there's a conspiracy out there that Jamal's hit his head at, in some game or something and then now has a concussion and that's why he's not playing at 100%. What do you think? Rumor, true or false? That's a rumor. That's just Jamal not playing well and someone trying to find something that's not there. It's just pressure, and he hasn't played well really all these games up to this point. And if he had a concussion, I really truly believe the Nuggets wouldn't put him at risk by putting him on the floor. Um, I think the Nuggets fans just don't want to say, Jamal sucks right now. And so instead they're saying he has a concussion. I mean, that is exactly the answer I figured you would have because you never choose the player's side. Come on. No, never what, he could potentially have a concussion. There's tons of athlete stories about being going back out on the field, going back out on the court when they're not in good health. And whether that's on Jamal, like Jamal's decision to go back out or the teams, that we don't know. But I'm guessing it's probably Jamal's because he – is that kind of player? He never sits out even when he uh, has been injured and we've seen him do that before. So I think it's plausible. Maybe he had a concussion, but I don't know that it's definitely correlated to his game performance. I don't know if we can connect those two, right? Correlation does not always equal causation, guys. So um, next rumor. All the time, but I mean, that means we've seen some players play really well with concussions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, potentially. Um, Gary, next rumor up is that Gary Harris is coming out of his two-year funk. Apparently, some of our fans think that Gary, because he had two good games, I mean, or maybe two, two-ish games, one good game, really, in my opinion, uh, that he's officially coming out of his funk. Do you think he's coming out of his funk, Riley? Rumor. Gary Harris <laughs> is Gary Harris, the one that I've been seeing. And at the end of the day, how I look at it when he had that, that really good game where he scored 21 is I feel like any of those guys on the Nuggets can have a spectacular game because they're playing with one of the world's best passers and one of the world's best teammates uh, who yeah. can make him look good. Right. And uh, Gary, oh, Gary. Gary is just <laughs> not that guy. He's not going to have to do your funk. He's he's still Gary. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I see the hope. I, I see the hope for the fans, but um, I just think playing with Jokic, he can bring that – um, out of a player and show their greatest qualities, even if they're really not that great. Yeah. Yeah. Gary has 14 against the, the Knicks the other night. Um, 
hits two three-pointers. And then the, the really good game he had was against the Sixers um, a couple nights ago. But again, a depleted Sixers team. So I don't know how great of a night you can really call it. He has 21, but he does go seven for 11 uh, from the field and hit five three-pointers. Uh, I'm pretty sure I went back and did the math, but I'm pretty sure I can't remember if it was five or six. He had five or six on the season before that Sixers game. So he either matched, like everyone was freaking out, but I'm also like, yeah, but he has that many in all of the rest of the games. Bigger sample size, don't we think, than one game where he goes off for a couple threes. Obviously, he like him seeing the ball go through the basket helps and everything. It helps him get out of the shooting funk. But I don't know if we're in the clear just yet. And then he doesn't play tonight um against the, the Nets um out for personal reasons they didn't say it was an injury so I, I I'm not sure what's going on there they said it was not COVID related uh, but I don't know if we're in the clear with Gary Harris just yet either the next rumor we had was that the Nuggets are turning it around after that that big win in, against the Knicks apparently did you hear that Ryan? <laughs> I did. Um, this is embarrassing for the Nuggets fan base because they're so much better than this. Like getting a win versus a seven-man roster of Philly and then the Knicks, and you're saying they're turning it around? No, 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 no. That y'all. That that's a crazy thought. The Nuggets were in the Western Conference Finals. And you go to the East and you pick up some wins. We know the East is so much weaker than the West. And th this is not a turnaround. A turnaround would be beating one of the top five teams in the West. Then I'll start thinking maybe it's, it could turn around. But beating the Knicks, that's just saying you're not the worst team right now in the league. So. Yeah. Yeah. Thank goodness for Riley to bring all Nuggets fans back to earth because I would agree, like, they don't have any good wins, you know, like if they had beaten the Suns, if they had beaten like teams that were not depleted, you know, the Sixers when, when totally healthy, I might feel better about it tonight. If they had beaten the Nets tonight would have felt really like solidifying that they could do this. But um, I got to say, I, I did decide right on my picks for the night, my bets. I took Kevin Durant for that double double and he brought that nice. right on home. I did get a little worried when I heard that they were starting Bull Bull because I thought maybe just his size alone could kind of block Durant on the perimeter. But I don't know why I ever doubted him. He's my guy. Of course he did it. And I hit on Jokic on the first basket of the game, which was amazing because Sixers actually got the tip and got an opportunity for a basket and miss it. And Jokic gets it on the other end. Hit on that bet. And here's the real kicker. I took um, the net straight up third quarter. Ooh. So what it sounds like to me is I'm getting a care package coming into college. <laughs> wow. With my good bets, you're getting a care package. I feel like with one of my bets, you should bet one of my bets and then make some money and then send me a care package. Well, here's the problem. I live in the great state of South Carolina where betting is not allowed, unfortunately, like Colorado. Ooh. So 
vetting is a tough thing here and i i have tried i was like maybe there's some loopholes but uh <laughs> no the best we do here is i'll take denver five bucks i'll venmo yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i totally forgot about that so wait did you have to cash out all your bets before going back to uh back home i did yep wow how much did you cash out if you don't mind zero dollars no zero dollars <laughs> a big bet last week and then i tried one more day and just went ham and uh didn't win a single one <laughs> so you know maybe <laughs> not being allowed to bet is for the better over here well, I have lost. I've been on a cold streak lately. I have lost many bets lately, including last night on the college football championship. Um, I took Bama, which against the spread, hit it good. But I parlayed it with the under. And I should have known better. I should have known. I should not have taken the under. It, like, practically. The Colorado people betting on college football just cracks me up. <laughs> Yeah, Riley doesn't think anyone from Colorado should get to talk about college football. Uh, <laughs> when you walk into a bar and they're cheering for Colorado versus Arizona in a football game. I think it was Arizona it was State. <laughs> Whatever. No one knows the pack drove over here. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we know you're superior. Just in college football, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, just in college football. Our last segment for the today's pod is actually brought to you by you guys, any of the listeners who chime in and follow us on social media, which you should definitely do if you don't already. Um, left us some questions for us to answer tonight on the pod, and you can find those answers coming up now. Um, actually, the first one we should just get right out of the way because um, D. Grok or Gork. I don't know how to say your last name, but he asked who's going to score the first basket tonight. I took Nikola Jokic. I take that bet every single game. It's hit three out of four. Uh, the four times that Jokic has had the ball in his hand to attempt of the first shot of the game, he has hit it. But do more than $2 on like Jenna, so you can actually make some money, folks. <laughs> don't tell the people my business, Riley. <laughs> yes, I do. Well, if I'm going to make that bet every single game, I got to keep it in low low units, you know? $2. $2. Yeah, $2. But you can hit so big, big. Like, Think if you would have bet $10 those three times. You would definitely be sending me that care package. Okay, yes, true. But there have been 
only four times in the 10, well, now we're at 13 games this season. So I would have lost a lot more than I would have made by now. No, because I don't know. I just think the winnings would outweigh the, the, the little bit. I don't know. If I, if I made a $2 bet and I won like five bucks, is it worth it? I don't know. I mean, that's a happy I make the bigger, bet, bigger bets on other things, just not on that one because I'm betting it every day. Okay. Yes. It's just that one has like up normally like plus 700. So it's like you could really win it. And then you could book That's a true. ticket to Charleston. Or something. That's true. Yeah, yeah. It was like plus 550 or something tonight. So it was pretty nice. Pretty nice. The next question up is what is the official word from the Nuggets regarding MTJ's return? And we can get that one quickly out of the way because they haven't told us anything. We know nothing. Until Malone in his post-game interview today said that MPJ is out with COVID. And I'm not sure if that technically announces that he's out with COVID because he's positive for COVID or if he's just out because of COVID, you know, procedures, protocols. I don't know if Malone, how he meant it, but I think everyone is taking it as a confirmation that MPJ was positive for COVID which MPJ doesn't believe exists or something like that. I don't know. But just saying, just throwing that out there. Um, we don't know when. We don't know when he's coming back. We don't know how this happened. We think, you know, that he would, had originally had to be out because of contact, contact tracing and then ended up having to get testing positive which makes sense with like the whole you're not you can go like 10 days without having symptoms so he could have probably possibly been in contact and then had symptoms later and tested positive but we don't know when he will be back probably whenever he passes two negative tests but i think that's the protocol <laughs> riley this one's for you what are the nuggets truly missing to reach the next level a trade question mark Definitely a trade. Definitely the one thing I feel like we've talked about and I just truly believe is the one thing missing is that elite wing defender that can guard the elite wings all in the league because all the best players are elite wings and there's nobody on the Nuggets that could remotely slow down any of those guys. Um, I don't think it's really any offensive need. Like I know we've been hearing a lot of like Bradley Beal and stuff like that, but they have a top five offense in the league. Like this is not the problem here. The problem is allowing 120 plus points a game. So if they get that elite, it, I feel like it can take one guy on defense to truly change defense and bring the defense together. And I just think if they bring that guy in, then it changes the whole team aspect on the defensive end. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely agree. I don't think you need to bring in too many guys. I think one guy, I think a lot of teams don't have like a lot of elite defenders. They might have one or two guys who are decent defenders or one guy who's really great and the rest who are decent, but PJ Dozier has actually been pretty good for the Nuggets in that role. 
Um, the num their numbers defensively improve when he's on the floor in that um, wing role. But we saw tonight, you know, they tried Bull Bull out there to stop Kevin Durant, and they're not going to stop the best shooters. They're just not going to. Um, so, and I would know because I took Kevin Durant in tonight's game for that double-double, and he hit it. So, no worries there. So, um, I definitely think they need to do something um, – they need time for their young guys to, to grow and learn and stuff, or they need a trade. Um, that kind of leads into the next question, which is what player or which player would you target in a trade for the Nuggets to actually improve this team? Mm. Well, I'm thinking either a Malcolm Brogdon or a Victor Oladipo. Okay. Um, those guys, to me, I love their defense. I love their energy on the floor. They do. They do bring offense. They've developed that part of their games very well. But their main things that they're known for is their defense, getting physical, getting stops, and I think both those guys do an excellent job and have become some of the great defenders in our league. So, those are some of the the trade targets I'd be looking at personally. What about you? Um, I'm not sure who I really want right now. It's, it's such a weird place for the Nuggets. Like there are, they seem like almost in better sync offensively when Michael Porter isn't there, which I know isn't right. true necessarily, but at least numbers wise, I haven't looked it up. So I don't have a reason to believe that, but it's just like, it's just weird not to have seen them like complete, you know, they haven't like, they keep harping on they haven't played a complete game um I feel like like a, I feel like more likely target because I think Victor Oladipo is like out of their reach I don't think they get Victor Oladipo for who they have you know I mean if I'm thinking Victor Oladipo stop type out of their reach type trade I, I want Ben Simmons I want Ben Simmons <laughs> and I want the like the Nuggets to just pass the ball like never even run. I just want them to pass it all the way up the court. Just choke it to each other. Like it would just be crazy. It'd be like, I don't know, handball or something. But yeah, but um, then you could have someone sitting in the paint because Ben Simmons is no threat from 10 feet out. And so you right, could just sit you there. You don't need Ben Simmons to be a threat from 10 feet out. You don't need Ben Simmons to be a threat from 10 feet out when you have Jokic and Murray and other guys you know and then and Jokic could run the pick and roll like nobody's business but I think that clogs everything up and I think the beauty of the Nuggets offense is that space and everybody on the floor can shoot and I think when you put um, a guard like Ben Simmons in there the biggest issue we see with him in Philly is him and him and uh, Joel Embiid end up in the same spot all the time and it clogs it up and that's why I don't think it'll ever work um I mean defensively yeah it's great but I just think the spacing of the Nuggets is so unique I wouldn't want to mess that up I think more a more likely target anyway somebody that could probably afford more um and be more effective for them would be like Danny Green or PJ Tucker like a guy who really does more, I mean, a 3 and D guy, 
that's what I think. Like they just hit random yeah. threes and they play defense. Those are like two, three, and D guys that I think are always effective. You know, PJ Tucker doesn't work on the Nuggets when he's in town. Like, unfortunately, he hits some big threes. So um, those are the two guys that I would probably target just because I think they're more attainable, more likely targets. Yeah, um, I like the Danny Green one. For- yeah. I liked him when he was um, with the Spurs, so he's a good. I think he's a good defender. Um, the last two kind of kind of talk about Gary Harris, like in general. Um, do you think Gary's turning it around, and should we still trade Gary while his stock is rising? And I think we kind of talked about that a little bit. Like, his is his stock really rising? He's out tonight. Is he not necessarily for an injury? But we're not really sure why. Is his stock rising just because he had two decent games? Mm, I think um I think he's more tradable now than he was this offseason. Um that much of a rising stock though, I don't know. But if he had like two more games that were pretty solid, I'm right away looking at some deals I can make with him. And I'm not buying into the, is he out of this two-year funk thing? Like, I'm looking for a trade while he has a good few game stretch right away. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there's been talks and conversations going on this whole time, right, that involved him in some sort of trade just because I think the Nuggets are aware that they're, like, one piece away still because of where some of their younger players are in development. So we'll see, but... um, I just think I would say to the first question, do you think Gary Harris is turning it around or did he just have a good week? We, I think we both agree that he just had a good week. I don't think it's, I think it's too soon to say he's turning it totally around, but maybe he's more tradable than he was two weeks ago, but I agree. He needs more, more time, more games to see how he plays and see what he can do. Um, upcoming games for the Nuggets ride. We'll just go through them real quick and have you pick your neck your picks. Um, let's see. They have Golden State, then they have back here at home on Thursday, Utah, and that's it. They kind of have a short week before we're back here after OKC on Tuesday. So, Golden State, Utah, OKC. How do they split? Um, I think they're gonna take take a win versus Golden State just because I think Golden State is struggling a little bit and I think they're figuring it out still and I mean Steph Curry could go off for 50 and I don't think we'd win if he did that but I do think they'll grab a win there um I don't think they're um gonna beat Utah I think Utah will pull that one out just because I think they're playing better at this point and then OKC, that's always a gritty game. And honestly, I think that Denver can't come off flat-footed in that game like they've been coming out a lot because they'll get out-hustled uh, with OKC. So I wouldn't be surprised if OKC won, but I think I'd go with Denver for that one. Yeah. Denver has beaten OKC. Like, there's some, I think it's a statistic of something like OKC hasn't won in Denver in some ridiculous amount of time, you know, games. But I think 
the trick, the tricky part with this OKC team is that it's not the same team that it's been in past years. And so Denver will have to kind of like approach them like as if like this is a first time thing. And Tori Craig and Jer Jeremy Grant had a lot to do with why they had so much so much success last season against OKC. Tori Craig on the defensive end, and then Jeremy Grant. He he would he played really well against OKC last year on offense. So we again two players we don't have now. So we'll have to see how that goes, but. It should be a, a slow week for Nuggets games. No games over the weekend. Um, well, no game on. Last week we had a game on Saturday and Sunday. So this week we just have that Golden State on Thursday, Utah Sunday, OKC next Tuesday, when we'll be back with our next episode of the Chicken Nuggets podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. And check out everything that we do, all the work that we put out um, on Santa Woods on uh, Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me at Diva and Riley at Riley Filler. Riley like O'Reilly, right? That's right. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Invincible. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.